History Makers with Matt Prater. Coming off of drugs, you're going to have emotional problems, but I kept chasing after God. And he's using this vehicle to bring people out of the dark into the light. And I went forward and I knelt at the front, and it was a radical conversion experience. And that's where the big change happened, and that's where we decided we're going to use our music for God, we're going to change our songs. When I was about 25 year old, I was uh, busted and into jail, and it was there that I came to the Lord. History Makers with Matt Prater. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Bill Scott from Share Media Services in the USA. How are you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing great. It's good to be on your show, brother. It's great to connect with you now. I've heard so much about uh, your work in radio around the US and in Australia. We're going to find out a bit about your role that you're uh, currently doing with Share Media. But before we get to that, let's find out a bit of your story. Where were you born and raised? Believe it or not, Michigan, the cold country in the United States, and uh, in, a, in, a, in a pastor's family. So I'm a, I'm a pastor's kid. Oh, there you go. And what kind of church were you raised in? Uh, it was a Baptist church, mm-hmm. and uh, I just, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed being a, uh, a pastor's kid. I mm-hmm. always thought that was a good thing. Very cool. And did you always kind of stay solid in your faith, or did you do the prodigal son thing and, and run away from the Lord for a while? You know, for the most part, I think I, I stayed pretty uh, focused on my faith all during uh, school, and really as soon as I got out of high school, uh, within a year, I was already working in Christian radio, so I think that just sort of helped keep me focused and moving the right way. So I'd love to know a bit of your career uh, background. Tell us, where did you first start in radio? Yeah, when I was in high school, I think I was about 16, uh, my dad actually got me a job at a little radio station. I really, honestly, would have never thought of working at a radio station. Uh, but I thought it was cool that I had a job interview, so I went, and they gave me the job, and basically I was just running the board, paneling, and and uh, making sure sports was on for the weekend, whatever games we had going, and then it just sort of, I, I decided, I thought, you know what, I just love radio, and then I got a chance to actually go on the air, and I thought, I do love radio. This is what I want to do. And uh, so at that point, I was doing just a regular radio station, you know, regular music. I thought, how cool would it be if I could work for a Christian radio station that was at least playing contemporary music? And those were pretty hard to find back in the 80s. And, uh, and I ended up getting hired at one. And I just absolutely loved it. So I've gone from one station to the next, from, you know, doing a breakfast show to afternoons to... Uh, programming station, even uh, had the opportunity of being a station manager at one, and I absolutely loved it. Did that for a number of years, and I think it was around 95. I just felt like the board was calling me to do uh, radio, but in more of a, a youth ministry kind of a form, something that would hit teenagers. And so for the first time in my life, I quit my job, and was not working at a radio station, but I started a syndicated show that would air every Saturday night for three hours, and it was called Z Jam, and it was three hours of just, you know, rock and hip-hop, Christian music, and we did a live via satellite, so we were on about 
I don't know, three, 400 radio stations throughout the U.S. and Canada. And so teenagers were able to call in, and we had a crisis hotline, so if they were going through difficult things in their life, they could talk to somebody, a spiritual coach that could help them out. And I absolutely love doing the syndicated thing. And then I go around and do youth rallies a lot during the week and then back in the studio on Saturday nights to be live. And it was just an amazing decade uh, in my life that I had a chance to do that. And uh, shortly after that, uh, I started doing fundraising. And I've always done fundraising in STEM facet for Christian radio, not necessarily full-time, but I'd help other stations out. Uh, but after I got done doing the youth ministry thing, uh, the next season was full-time uh, fundraising. And so I get the opportunity to help Christian radio stations throughout the United States, uh, Canada, the U.K., New Zealand, and Australia to help raise their money to make sure that they uh, have what they need to say on the air. And that has been uh, very gratifying over the last, I've probably done that now full-time probably for the last, I would say about 11 years, 12 years. Well, it's awesome to hear about the uh, career you've had in radio. Let's backtrack a bit to the youth program. I love the idea of a syndicated national youth program. And, you know, the, the thing with Christian radio is there's so many stories of lives being impacted. And, you know, we'll, we'll never know until we get to heaven how many people have been impacted through Christian radio. But have you got any stories off the top of your head from when you were doing that youth program of you know, young people's lives that were impacted? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we'd play music, but we'd also take phone calls and put kids on the air, and we would also even talk about things they were struggling with in between the songs. So there was a lot of interaction going on. And, then, of course, like I said, I'd go out and do youth rallies, and I can remember <clears throat> I was out doing a, a youth rally, and it was in an area that a radio station carried Z-Jam. And so, you know, we had a lot of kids come out, and, I remember sharing the message, and I stayed afterwards so I could meet as many people that wanted to, to say hey. And I'll never forget a young lady, um, Tiffany, I'm not mistaken, was her name. And, uh, but she came up at the end, and she goes, I really like Z-Jam and the message and the music, and you're really um, you're impacting my life. I've got something I want to give you. Uh, that I don't need anymore. I said, okay. So I held out my hand, and she dropped in a, a bunch of razor blades. Wow. And I just looked at her, and she goes, I've been cutting myself for years. And she showed me her arms all scarred from all the different cuts that she had put. And she said, I've decided that I can live without doing that, that I'm going to follow God like never before, and I wanted to give you my razor blades. I was like, wow. I mean, I, just, I can still remember today, and that, that was eons ago, but just what an impact that even made on my life, knowing that God had used the radio show and speaking in person to absolutely change her life. And then the cool thing was, I think it was about two years later, uh, within our ministry, the youth ministry, we had an internship program where students can come after high school and, at, uh, and and live on our campus for one year, just spending a year, uh, one, pouring to them, but they were also pointing to other kids. And she showed up as one of the interns, and I could still remember her that day in her small town giving me those razor blades. I'm like, that is so amazing. Mm. You never know whose life is going to be impacted when you switch on the microphone and 
when you go and speak somewhere. Uh, must have been a roller coaster for you being a part of this national youth program. Uh, I'm also curious, uh, you know, you would have interviewed a lot of people back then. Who, who were some of the coolest bands? Come on, name drop for me, brother. Who, who did you chat to? Oh, man, we had everybody in. We, and we would let the bands, when they would come, they would uh, also play live. So we hooked up a studio where they could actually play live. I mean, man, we, uh, it was too late for DC Talk, but we had Toby Matt, and then uh, definitely uh, Michael Tate came in and played live for us. And, gosh, I mean, almost anybody. If, if, it, if it was a current band, you know, the rock bands and Guardians, uh, everybody came in, which was just, it was crazy. It was cool to interview them, but it was even cooler when they'd go to the next studio and they would actually play live on the air mm. uh, a few different songs. It was just really uh, a very cool vibe. Plus, it was just great to meet a lot of these guys and gals that came through back in the day. And, uh, you know, and it's, you know, of course, I, I live in Nashville, Tennessee, so, you know, it, it's nothing to see a lot of these bands still even current. Uh, current bands in the grocery store when you go grocery shopping. It's like <laughs> I saw Toby Mac the other day at the grocery store, and I started laughing because I was wearing this old uh, sweatshirt, and it was a DC Talk sweatshirt. So <laughs> you, you can only imagine how old the sweatshirt is. <laughs> and uh, it came up to me and goes, he said, brother, that is old school. I said, yeah, it is. <laughs> I said, but then again, so are we. And uh, so, anyways, it's, uh, but it was really cool back in the day to have all the bands uh, stop by the studio. So mm. it was really cool. Good stuff, mate. And, of course, you've mentioned a few bands there that will, you know, play on Christian radio. We love their stuff. But the reality is, too, some of the best bands getting around are Aussie Christian bands. Uh, of course, you've got, you know, Joel and Luke from For King and Country. Aren't they just smashing it in the U.S. at the moment, hey? Oh, they're absolutely killing it. I mean, Joel and Luke are uh, amazing friends, and I love them as a band. And... Um, yeah, they just, uh, uh, to me, uh, they, they may, if they're not the number one Christian band in the U.S., they sure got to be pretty close. I mean, they're right there at the top. They're killing it. They're crushing it. It's, it's not uncommon to see them have twelve to 15,000 people show up at their concerts. And uh, so they're doing incredibly well. And I, I know that, you know, they're here not too long ago, and uh, they, they crushed it uh, in many parts of Australia, which was really awesome. But, yeah, I love for King Country. Those are some good people right there. Now, talking about the difference between America and Australia with Christian radio, I'd love to know your thoughts because uh, I know that in the States there's many different kinds of Christian radio stations that you've got the, the big ones, the K-Loves and the Air Ones and the, the national networks. And then you've got many small stations as well. Here in Australia, of course, we've got all the capital city stations, which have the mixed format. You've got, you know, Vision, which does the, the national network. And then you've got a lot of the small community stations. Tell us a bit about what you've seen uh, in, in the health of Christian radio in Australia. What, what are the stories you're hearing about how it's reaching out to this nation with the gospel? You're all having a big... Big impact, whether it's it's Vision, Light FM, Hope, uh, you know, 96.5, and, and I know there's others as well. Um, it's amazing to hear all the calls that are coming in, how marriages have been saved, how people have come to know Christ, 
uh, how people are going through the most difficult times in their lives, and that the right song at the right time happened to come on. Um, I think it's making a massive impact, Christian radio is, uh, in the nation of Australia. I mean, there's so many people that are being encouraged. I mean, I, I watched it in the U.S. over the last 35 years as it just began to grow. I mean, it's not uncommon. Like where I live, we have uh, uh, a station called WFM, The Fish, Payload, Air One, and Moody. And I think so. I think all together we got six Christian stations just in Nashville. And it's just it's crazy to watch it grow. I mean, back in the day, if you had one Christian station, that was considered phenomenal for your city and. It's not uncommon to have two, three Christian stations, like I said, in Nashville. Mm. As far as I know, we have at least six Christian stations that you can choose from, but all of them are making such a huge impact, just like here in Australia. So I love what you guys are doing here. I mean, you guys are really, I think, taking your country uh, by storm for Jesus. Well, we really appreciate you coming out and uh, spending some time in Australia. And, you know, I just wonder, you know, there might be people listening now that are thinking, it's good to hear this guy talk about his faith and and about, you know, Christian music and about uh, how it's making an impact, you know. There might be people listening that have never actually heard the gospel that uh, maybe like that girl that was cutting herself, you know, maybe going through a tough time and needing a message of hope. Would you just share with our listeners what is the gospel and how do people respond to it? Yeah, you know, the gospel is far easier than sometimes what we uh, think about. I mean, it really boils down to Jesus, God's Son, dying so that we could have grace. I mean, all of us have sinned. We've done something wrong. That is, there's nobody that could say, man, I could have handled that better, or (laughs) I sure blew that. We've all sinned, and, uh, you know, there's payment sin. When you send payment is required, well, Jesus took that that payment upon him, an innocent guy, God at the same time, to die on a cross for our sins. And you know, all we have to do is just say, you know what, I choose to receive that gift, that I will take the grace that God's given, and uh, and follow Jesus. I mean, it's, it's not a complicated thing. You don't have to become a better person to feel like you can come to Jesus. That'd be like, uh, you know, washing up before you take a shower, right? Well, that wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> you get in the shower, you get clean. Jesus does the cleaning for us after we come to Him. And it just, He changes your life. He changes your outlook. He changes who you are, how you feel about yourself. You know, there's still difficult times, because life is full of difficult times, full of good times. But boy, you know, when I hit the tough times, I feel like, I've got God behind me, giving me strength every day just to continue to move forward. So it's not only the grace that you can receive and the gift uh, that God has given to us through His Son, but I love the fact that, hey, I've got somebody to walk by me every day to give me that extra strength, to guide me along the best pathways for my life, as the Bible says. So, man, if you've ever thought about it, I just... Man, right now, I just say, Lord, I choose to believe. Mm. And begin that journey, because I think you're going to find it will radically, as a matter of fact, I know you will, but live on, it will radically change your life. And to me, how exciting is that? 
That's good news. Well, Bill, it's great to hear your story today. Thank you for sharing that with uh, everyone listening today. Thanks for being a blessing to our nation. Uh, Bill Scott, I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Have a great day. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. There you'll also find links to all of our social media channels and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater and my challenge to you now is to go and make history. This year is the 50th anniversary for the Bible League. They're celebrating all that God's done in their ministry and they're praying into all that He's going to do in the next 50 years. Ephesians 3.20 says that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power that's at work within us. To Him be the glory of the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. If you'd like to support the Bible League as they reach the generations to come, go to BibleLeague.com.au. Station sponsor.